Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. The Star Wars Sessions podcast. Part that he loves a good Star Wars session. Absolute legends of Star Wars Sessions. This is the way, this is the way. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is when fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, a.k.a. Jabba the Hud, and joining me here, as ever, in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon, he's the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. He's got a signature winter outfit on. It's Master Blywalker, Luke Bly, how you doing, mate? Oi, oi, Savaloy. Um, d- mate, I just want to say, we told you guys, we told you Bad Batch Season 2 gets spicy. Yeah, I'm just saying, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm saying it, I'm, I'm, I'm saying it here and now, right at the front of the episode. Did um, you see the message I put on the old DC Discord yesterday? I did, I did. Like, I'm and not going to spoil anything for anyone else. Nah. I, I, I finished watching all of the allocated episodes we got. Nobody got the final two final episodes. But I've watched mm. episodes nine to fourteen, and listen, the binge, the bingeability helped. The fact that I could just watch them one after the other really did help in this case. Big time. But yeah. there are some excellent episodes coming. And I'm talking less kiddie dra- animated stuff, more drama, but actual like, yes. drama stuff. I was like, this is excellent. I could not wait to press play on the next one, and I got bummed out when I realised I'd hit episode fourteen. I didn't have any more, and I like the Bad Batch. You know, I haven't, I haven't loved, loved, loved this season or the first one, but I really like it for what it can bring when it gets hot. And it's yeah. getting hot, hot, hot in these final yes, ones, mate. mate. So I think people are going to dig it. They're going to they're gonna love it, mate. They're going to love it. Mm. Um, another thing I was going to say, Star Celebration, dropping guest announcements left, right yes. and centre. Hayden Christensen, obviously they started with that like a few weeks ago. But yeah. um, this week it was announced Ewan McGregor. Is going to be there, Ewan McGregor, Ian McDermott, and um, oh, Andy Circus as yes, well, and Billy D. What what cracks me up about Andy Circus, yeah, is that in in the um, like character bit, like let's say if like Anakin, um, Hayden is announced, they put Anakin Skywalker like yes. bottom left to tell you who it is. Um, for Andy Circus, they did Kino Kino. Is it Kino Loy? That's his name. Kino Loy. That's his char- character in Andor. But they didn't put Snoke <laughs> in there. I was like, <laughs> he, could charge okay. twi- he could charge double for a photo op now and be like, well, listen, I'm yeah. actually two ma- major characters. So that's £500 a pop, please. Well, by the looks of things, they're, they're just, everyone's charging double just for the crack. Do you know what I mean? We like, should. <laughs> yeah, we should. Tenor a picture, we, please. We, because, we like we mentioned, mate, we dropped it on our socials. Star Wars sessions will be at Star Wars Celebration for the four days. And for one part of that, we are going to be on the Holonets news stage. We're very, like we mentioned in our post, we're humbled, thrilled, honoured, excited mm-hmm. to be able to get up on that stage, rep the sessions, rep the UK. We can't wait to let you know what we're going to be doing up there. It's all been okay. But yes, we are uh, definitely confirmed to be on the Holonet stage alongside some other great creators. But the sessions are going to be there. We can't wait, can we, mate? And thank you to everyone for your kind words of support. It's felt a little bit like uh, the biggest loving I've ever had seeing some of your comments. So thank you. <laughs> it is. I was like, this is great. Yeah. I've never seen so many people be like, these, th- you know, this is such good news. I'm like, 
it is and we're part of it man this is great <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> well the the instagram post got a lot of love yeah the instagram post got a lot of love right Look, love. I, I can't wait um we 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 basically we go more into it like and um talk about it more on the patreon podcast that we dropped yes. early this month because matty boy and i like met up and we spent some time in london uh last week and we were like oh mate why don't we just go to cheeky pubby and uh record a patreon poddy exclusive and we were together that was just great fun and we, we talk about it there as well because like that was the, it was still like raw. It was like brand new to us. And we were like getting the news and we we're like, Oh mate, let's talk about it on the, on, on the pod. Yeah. So yeah, go over to patreon.com forward slash, uh, stole sessions. If you want to hear that, the Patreon is popping, mate. Patreon is popping. You get so much filthy content on there and you're getting for like $2 a month. What can you get for $2? Like not much, ser- especially nowadays, mate, like everything is creeping up. It's, it's pathetic. Um, mm-hmm. mate, can't wait. And obviously bibs bash. We're doing an after party on the Saturday style celebration in Canning town, which is like one DLR stop away, uh, from the XL. You could 10, 10 minute walk. Do you know what I mean? It's going to be it. filth. It's going to be fun. Um, tick there. There are still some tickets available for that. If you want a regular price, um, Matty boy, we, we've said what we got to say. We've had an absolute uh, cheeky, cheeky week. And we've got like a really cheeky episode planned this week. And um, yeah, I've been looking forward to talking about a bit, you know, this topic for a little while and really just getting our thoughts together. So yes. yeah, mate, buzzing for it. Buzzing. Yeah, no, no, I hear that, but yeah. I can't. I can't shake this chime from my ears. It oh. sounds like the chimes of old Big Ben Kenobi. Oh, it is. It's Big Ben Kenobi. I know what that means. <laughs> you know what it means, son. Tell yeah. the listeners what it means. Oh, I mean, Sklat's it news round. Yeah. Oh. An auction of Star Wars memorabilia left in a loft by Chewbacca actor Peter Mayhew has been cancelled with the lot's returned to his widow, Angie, after she successfully intervened. Star Wars Young Jedi Adventures, the first ever Star Wars TV series credited for preschoolers, will premiere on Disney Plus and Disney Junior on May the 4th. And new footage dropped during Super Bowl 57 offered Star Wars fans another glimpse of The Mandalorian Season 3 ahead of its debut on March 1st. Hi, this is Mike Edmonds. I played Lord Grey, the medicine man Ewok in Return of the Jedi. You're listening to Star Wars Session, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. So this is a show um, that we've been working on for a really long time and are so excited to finally get to make it. It's the story about a group of kids about 10 years old from a tiny little planet who uh, accidentally get lost in the Star Wars galaxy. And it's the story of their journey trying to find their way home. And and to be clear, we want to make sure that everyone gets it's stars for kids, but it is not a kid's show. It is... 
Right, you think it's about, they like to say it's like as much for kids as Clone Wars, and I'm like, well, we cut people's heads off in Clone Wars, so I'm not sure that that's the measurement you're looking for, but okay, sure, I mean, that, they'll be excited about that. Star Wars is for kids anyway, all for kids, we're all big kids, I love it since I was a kid, I'm still gonna love it when I'm much older, like I am now, so you're gonna love it, you're gonna love it. Can you guys tell us where it takes place in the Star Wars timeline? Well, I mean, we're cruising it with this wonderful gentleman here, and so luckily we get to fold it into that, you know, after Return of the Jedi, Ahsoka Mandalorian time frame. Yeah. Follow the connection. Weird way. Good. Is this mysterious enough? Are we being mysterious? I think so. It's good, yeah. It's a good level of mystery. It's farther off. Yeah, I would like to expand the storytelling in the Star Wars universe. Oh, for us? There's a lot of Johns. Which John? A lot of <laughs> He's happy to me. So. We really uh, like the opportunity of using um, kids to give you a slightly different perspective on the Star Wars universe to see the galaxy through a different pair of eyes. Okay. That's been that's been really fun for us to explore. And we, other John? Oh yeah, other John? Happy? Yeah. Do you want to say something? Do you want to say anything? Oh, what's it called? That's what I want to know. <laughs> well, should I, you want to do it for me? Or do you do it? You tell me. Okay, it's going to be called Star Wars Skeleton Crew. Woo! Whoa. Oh, and it um, stars Jude Law. The world is ready for The Mandalorian Season 3. The world is ready for Ahsoka. But what about the other show that was announced? Star Wars Skeleton Crew. A show that we don't really know an awful lot about. We know we've heard snippets here. We've heard tidbits there. You've just heard John Watts try to uh, <laughs> spell out his own show like he's just thrown a jigsaw puzzle on the floor. So we're going to have a little talk tonight about what we know about Skeleton Crew, about the story, about maybe who's in it, the kind of behind the scenes production stories that are happening, but also just our thoughts, because this is a funny one, because I don't really know what Lukey Boy thinks about the show or the premise or Mm. the idea. I have a thought, but I now think I may be wrong about that. But it's going to be so exciting to finally now sit down and talk about a show which does seem to be, it's not even like it's the underdog, it just seems like it's being swept under the carpet in favour of the big names Mando and Ahsoka this could be the next Andal the one that everyone, nobody was watching this could be the one to come out and blow them out of the water could it mm. be Lukey Boy Skeleton Crew then you know mm. when it was announced back in 2022 what were your thoughts then and what are your thoughts now that we're not a million miles away from it my initial uh, reaction was that the name was a bit lame Yep. You know, it was a bit of a like, oh, that's a bit of a bang average name. Do you know what I mean? Skeleton crew. <laughs> yeah. I was like, mm, I don't know. That's not really, it's not really like a Star Warsy name. It doesn't strike me as a Star Warsy name. Do you know what I mean? So there, there, there was that. And I can't even lie. I kind of think that even still. Do you, mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's a, But a skeleton crew, 
by definition is basically like a, a a ship that is running on like so lean that it's only the people that are that yeah. essentially needed so only the, the essential, essential jobs staff, are being yeah. done by a very small crew right so it's a skeleton crew um yeah. and that that really does play in i think to the synopsis that we got and when uh this was announced at Star Wars Celebration Anaheim 2022, there was yep. a um, photo shared, wasn't there, of a ship and four characters at the like, yes. forefront, right? And yeah, from from that, it's like, yep, okay, that makes sense. So they're going to be in a ship and they're going to be running a skeleton crew. There's not going to be many people and they're going to be exploring in the, the Star Wars universe, um, up 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 top, mate, up top, we've got loads of information to to go through. Um, I, I can't wait to discuss them with you. I can't wait for the listeners to hear it. But we've basically like collated like information from you know Bespin, um, Jason Ward over at Making Star Wars. We've just got a few tidbits and information. It's not spoiler. It, it just isn't spoilery at all um but there are details about like what what this is about because basically mate i I think one of the reasons we were like let's do this episode is that there's no just there's no condensed information on this series anywhere (laughs) other than like the wikipedia page and that doesn't really give away information like what bespin and making star wars has, has done do you know what i mean so um but yeah let me throw it back to you mate skeleton crew at celebration what did you think did you think mm, yeah it did what, come out of left field didn't it it kind of yeah. like oh well uh, again the, the as you just heard the announcement was a bit whack it was a bit lacking well, even john's like you know maybe we should say what it's called and then eventually they were like, oh by the way dude laws in it kind of felt a bit um not the best way to <laughs> organize your cards straight up but mm. as when it was announced i was i wasn't really here or there on it and i know that's very on the fence but, you know, it's kids in space, which is fine. But then you've got Dave jumped in to say, no, but it's not for kids. You know, it's more Clone Warsy, maybe without mm-hmm. the beheadings and decapitations. But so, you know, um, even then I was like, the tone here, what's the tone? Because you've got one mm-hmm. side it's got kids in it. The other is desperate to tell us that it's not for kids when it is going to be for kids. Let's not let's not f- for, for a second think this is going to be 18 rated, X rated, R rated Star Wars. It is going to be very much for kids as well. Um as when well. it was first announced, I was kind of like, "Yes, yeah, cool." And then the more the more you hear about what their influences are on the show, like, "Okay, I, I'm I'm here for that. I dig that." And having seen Andor, you know, the one where a lot of people thought would be a bit wishy washy, and it turns out to be the best for me, the best thing they've done in years. I watched episode ten again last night. Great. Um, it gives of, me renewed um, confidence of Andor. Yeah, one yeah, yeah, yeah. way out. It gives me oh, renewed confidence or just confidence that skeleton crew could come out of the blocks and actually with a good story and good and good writing tell a really interesting story as like john watt said from a different perspective from these what 10 to 12 year old kids which is something we've never had in star wars before so it's it open the, yeah. the, the potential is there for something really exciting but mate it comes it comes down to that big old magical word oh, it's all I'm... about the execution mate. Oh, yeah. and that's what it is for me the potential's mm-hmm. there it sounds like it could be fun have they got their eggs in a basket? Oh, what's their own confidence in it? We haven't heard anything about, not we as in the sessions, but the, you know, we haven't really heard much. It could be they're saving it for celebration, in which case 
we've got under two months siren alert under two months but i am cautiously optimistic for it mate i don't think it's going to be mm-hmm. a write-off i don't think it's going to be lucasfilm's first major flop on disney plus i'm cautiously optimistic because i think if everything falls into place i think it could be pretty fun yes i do too mate I do too. And actually, the more I talk about it and the more I think about it, the more this feels like um, kind of going, uh, it feels like an opportunity to go back to the roots of Star Wars in a way, just like how the Mandalorian has has kind of done that, yeah. right? It, it was like, right, we're looking at the influences of, of the original Star Wars, George's influences in Spaghetti Westerns and Akira Kurosawa yes. films. And this is very much going back to um that 1980s feeling of cinema you know think of spielberg amblin entertainment and i think this kind of leads us to the background of this story right um but but effectively it goes like this right so john watts um who matty boy you know john watts didn't you he's done the spider-man trilogy the new mcu spider-man trilogy he did right these new spider-man trilogy he's done some kind of smaller horror films prior to that um and indie mm-hmm. films but the spider-man films are his bag yes and and we all know disney like to work with people they're familiar with right yes and in in fact that's how uh john got to know john favreau yeah because john favreau plays the character happy in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and he pops up a lot during the Spider-Man films, uh, the Tom Holland ones. Uh, So John Watts um, approached Lucasfilm. He approached them directly, um, telling them about an Amblin Entertainment-style coming-of-age story set set in the Star Wars universe, and he was developing the series with Chris Ford. Um, Mm. Chris Ford? Matty Boy? What do we know about him? Chris Ford, he wrote Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm-hmm. And outside of that, it's a mixed bag, mate. He wrote um, the Doug Lyman film Chaos Walking with Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley, which most people mm. thought was a bit of a mess. I thought it was fine, but it wasn't, you know, it, didn't, it, it wasn't exactly the writing didn't blow me on away. He wrote a film called um, Cop Car, which starred Kevin Bacon, which wasn't bad, actually. And the writing okay. wasn't bad. And he also helped write that horror film Clown with John Watts, which... You know, it was it was fine. So his his credits aren't popping off the page, but mm-hmm. as we do on sessions with a balanced look, that doesn't that doesn't mean he's not right for the job or anything like that. But in terms of what he's done, Spider Man Homecoming is pretty much that that stands out above above the rest. Amazing, amazing. So uh, as we just heard, uh, the series was greenlit and announced at Star Wars Celebration in Anaheim. That was May last year, May twenty twenty two, and it was revealed that. Again, as you heard, Jude Law um, is starring in it, and he's kind of one of the main characters. We'll come back to Jude Law because we got some information on him that, again, I don't think is that public knowledge because people just aren't talking about this in the same way that people weren't really talking about Andor. And I think that's kind of a theme of this episode is that, well, this has the opportunity to be a real dark horse. There are some caveats to that. And we're we're getting all into it, all the all the drama, all the gossip, all the details, and warning: there is drama. There is drama. It wouldn't be a Lucasfilm production if there wasn't. Almost would there? Well, I see. 
see in re- for me mate in recent years it feels like the drama has been just like less and less like with like andor the mandalorian yeah. the book of boba fett like once they get going with their with their current slate of projects it's like yeah no production seems okay it seems like it's pretty straightforward but it, it mm. seems to me that the pandemic caused most of the drama which is of course out of anybody's hands so with kenobi and andor there were delays or potentially it may have hit the production where in terms of kenobi it maybe didn't look quite as good as it could have done because people were people were working on well wasn't even a skeleton crew they're just working at home um yes. whereas yes. this this one yeah this we're, we're gonna have fun diving into that but i'm just wondering you mentioned the ambling thing that's in that's something we've heard about a lot and i just wanted to just touch mm. on that okay they've it is the john watts mentioned ambling you know, this was, this was a feeling you wanted, but when you speak to anybody, whether it, everybody kind of seems to know the same about skeleton crew, which is next to nothing, everybody always references the Amblin feel of it. So they they seem to be really pushing that, which makes sense as well, because Kathy Kennedy worked on most of those big films uh, alongside Spielberg back in the day. Well, and Kathy is a Kathy is a co-founder of Amblin. Yes, isn't exactly. She? Kathy yeah. is one of the alongside Frank Marshall, yeah, who's uh, her husband. Um, and you know, some of those I love some of those Amblin films. Amblin, you know, people are looking at the Goonies, but you got like Back to the Future's Amblin, Gremlins, uh, Jurassic mm-hmm. Park is an Amblin film. Schindler's List is as well. I, I think this is not going to be. It could be more like those eighties films and that <laughs> potentially, but um, <laughs> but it's, I just realised it's like God damn it. Um, but yeah, everyone everyone's put into that Amblin film, so, and I hope. Uh, if they, that's something they've really got a nail because Stranger Things has got that 80s vibe down to AT. And then since mm. that came out, lots of other films and shows have tried their hardest to get that 80s vibe down to a T. And when they don't do it, it smacks, it sticks out like a very sore thumb that you are aping something here. This isn't natural. That's going to mm. be interesting. And I also thought it was interesting that John Watts, he didn't pitch a film. He went straight and was like, yeah, I want to pitch a new series. Mm. which is the way things are going now is before you only had a film, but now he's like, well, maybe I'd have more chance pitching this as a series and getting this into long form. I thought, I just thought that was a very interesting little tidbit that rather than a film was like, no, 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 I want, I want Disney plus, especially seeing as he is ostensibly a film director as well. I just thought that was interesting, but yeah, with the Amblin vibe, which we've heard so much about that they've, they've really got to nail that. And they really have to, otherwise it's going to, it, that could for me be what brings the show down that they're trying too hard to rekindle mm. or evoke memories of or nostalgia that they haven't done well i think they can do but hmm. i always thought i always thought um the force awakens had a very ambling feel to it you know the con- and yeah, it, it's that kind was of adventure feel isn't it yeah yeah, I, yeah. I, I even just through the cinematography and mm-hmm. you know the adventure and the, uh, I, it just had. And I think I've said that in pre- in previous episodes. Yes. Um, it has something, that, doesn't it? Yeah, it has something. It has a magic. has a, has a real magic to it. And I think that's part of like the whole Amblin experience, you know, and that eighties um, era of of storytelling, you know, led by Kathy Kennedy, Frank Marshall, and of course Steven Spielberg. Um, the, that excites me and like you said yes there is risk in in what they're saying but it, i i do think it's really exciting and i think yeah. that it's a, it, it, it's it is kind of going back to the roots of where star wars has come from in, in a way from that era of yes you know, a, well, innocent a pure, era 
yeah innocence and, and and escapism and just yes just sheer adventure and and the concept is very much adventure yeah. and um right some more details more details if you didn't get it from the intro uh, clip that we played, which was from Celebration, I think I've said that now for the fifth time, um, yeah. this show is very much a part of the Mandoverse, yeah? So we've got our showrunners, John Watts and Chris Forward, um, but let's not get it twisted. Executive producers, Favreau and Filoni, yeah? yeah. This is they're, a they're. Mandoverse show. This is yes. a Mandoverse show. It's very interesting, this- that. This yes, I've got a few points on this, Mayboy, but mm-hmm. this is very much a Mandoverse show. It is tying in with the Mandalorian. It's tying in with Ahsoka and wherever they're going. Book of Boba Fett, maybe. Um <laughs> and, and and this begs the question. I've got I've got a question for you, Mayboy. Um back at the uh, Disney Investors Day uh oh. that was during lockdown, when was that? Twenty twenty or twenty one? Twenty twenty whenever that was. Yeah, 2020, 2020. Wow, 2020. Good times. Um, Rangers of the New Republic was a Disney Plus show that was announced. Um, we believe that was kind of going to be Gina Carano slash uh, Cara Dune's uh, yep. show. Yeah. Um, but that's been scrapped for obvious reasons. I can't really do it without their main character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, is this, do you think this is in, in some ways a replacement does skeleton crew mm. take on the story treatments because d- they probably would have had story treatments that was a oh, dave yeah. filoni and john favreau mandover show wasn't it is this taking some of those Ooh. elements and some of those plot points and doing it in a show like skeleton crew maybe maybe this is the skeleton crew of their of those treatments like you say maybe this is those mm-hmm. treatments this is the bare bones i'm not making puns here, i swear the bare bones of those treatments and yeah. they've just recontextualized them and thought well how john john Moss has come in with this idea maybe we can blend those two together somehow or, or like you say take major plot beats from what would have been rangers of the new republic and mix it in it could very well be mate it could very well be because skeleton crew was announced in 2022 yes they've obviously been working on it for a while before because they announced a show and jude law at the same time they announced what the synopsis was but within 18 months let's say of it being announced it's coming out so unless chris ford is an exceptionally prolific writer which his resume says he isn't then (laughs) then that's not that's not a hit that's not he like he doesn't he's not pumping out tv tv episodes left right and center he's very yeah yeah here's here's your project you work on it and then you wait for the next one to come along he seems like a bit more of a patient writer but so they've obviously been working this for a little while but it does beg the question though mate was there something there which they could have built off of i.e rangers of the new republic i think is there's a there's a good chance what about you yeah, I think so. I think this is the perfect opportunity to take any sort of plot points that needed to happen during Rangers of the New Republic and, and apply them to a new show. And that is because this huge climactic event for the Mandoverse is going to happen. And they probably yeah. had some plot points that needed to be answered in something like Rangers of the New Republic. And now that's been shelved. And so, you know, who's going to pick up those points? Probably a mix of the Mandalorian ahsoka and now skeleton crew right they've probably like mixed it and they've got it all figured out um so yeah it's mate, come out re- of nowhere essentially yeah. hasn't it yeah it does it was like oh right okay but if you look at the timings of this mate when you look at the timings of them realizing that rangers of the new republic isn't gonna happen it can't happen 
um, versus when this show was pitched and when John Favreau would have been working with John Watts on Spider-Man. Uh, which one was it? No, no Way, Way Home. Home or Far? No Way Home. No Way Home. Yep, the last one. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think it all lines up. I think it all oh, yeah. lines up very, very well. Um, and yeah, who doesn't want to work on Star Wars? Who doesn't want it's to work still, on Star Wars? It's still a dream, especially now, like we just alluded to, when someone like John Watts can say, I want a series. You, you, don't, mm. just, you don't just have to – you're not just being pitched against every other director in Hollywood for a film. Oh, no, you can actually have a little fun and direct a series, or if not the series – come in and do an episode of Mando and who knows mm-hmm. Deborah Chow will tell you she can get Obi-Wan Kenobi Bobby Rod can give you the book of Boba Fett uh, with varying degrees of success so the t- the opportunities are there now more than they've ever been so the Mandoverse specifically the Mandalorian is yes. very good at introducing us to new characters <laughs> yeah as we know uh, will there be is uh, a question will there be a uh, a backdoor pilot for the skeleton crew or characters from skeleton crew <laughs> in Mandalorian season three. What do you think? Um, Mando season three backdoor isn't pilot. As mental as Boba Fett where they just gave him a Mando episode. Oh, I mean, considering where the Ahsoka show is supposed to be going as well, all over the galaxy and beyond that they could, it depends on what show comes out first. They could do it there. Mm-hmm. Though, because it is the Mando verse and Mando's coming out first, I think we had a, patreon question recently or on the discord do forgive me where somebody said is jude law going to be in mando and i know i know you said it it was it was the over under game will jude law appear in mando his character and we were like oh i said e- he could you kind of ooh and air. i would think there's more chance of someone like a jude law showing up than the than the kid the kid actors who were who were going to be in it because yes. I don't, I could just, I can just see Jude Law being on one of these planets in a cantina, the old cliche, sitting there in the corner of his beer, and Mando approaches him, and we know, of course, that that's the guy from Skeleton Crew. Mando doesn't, and he's going to play further part. I think maybe if we're going to see Ahsoka first, I think the kids might show up in that. Mm-hmm. You know, to be after what we're hearing about where that show is going. There could be a chance we see them in that, but of course, if Skeleton Crew comes out first, then that's uh, null and void. Uh, I don't know about a full-on pilot in terms of large um, time spent with them. But okay. I do still think more like likely Big Boy Law would would show up out of any of them. Jude Law. Or are you, are okay. you thinking we're going to get a, a, a pilot then a backdoor jobby? Yeah, I think so. I think I think it's really quite plausible actually either mm-hmm. in mando season three or ahsoka because ahsoka's yeah. next right ahsoka's what comes out we, after we think mando. so yeah we think yeah, we so think yeah so. a lot of, yeah. a lot and there's of precedence with boba to change to have backdoor pilots and that's not even a joke you know even in mando season two they introduced boba in the tragedy and he became the so- fo- sole focus of that episode mando then got an episode of boba fett now we can kind of prepare ourselves in mando that we may have I just well, maybe half an episode devoted to newer characters, Art Man. I don't think I still don't think they go for the whole episode, but I can mm-hmm. see them now that they've done it before, and it wouldn't be a surprise anymore. Yeah, yeah, I I, I think so. Have we, have we done the synopsis of the show? Have we have we talked about like briefly what this is about? Because um, we do have an idea, don't we? Yeah. Other than what the uh, announcement said, the, the the brief synopsis is that Skeleton Crew tells the story of four kids 
who find themselves lost in the vastness of the galaxy trying to find their way home. Hmm. So it's, it's a coming-of-age story. as four young'uns lost in the galaxy. Of course, they're going to come across Jude Law, or he's going to know one of them, potentially. We don't know, or do we? Um, and they've got to get home. And this fits yeah. into the Mandoverse somehow. And that's, that's the intriguing part, mate, because none of that fits in to the Mandoverse. You could say, oh, baby Yoda, maybe he wanted to get home. Uh, yeah, but... This is four kids who've just got themselves lost. You know, like in, mm-hmm. in reality, they've gone on their bikes for a bike ride, gone too far and they're stuck. Yeah. How, I can't wait to see how this ties in to the Mando verse, mate. Yeah, mate. It's exciting, isn't it? It's all just, I love, I, I, I like this part where we don't really know a lot, but we know, yeah. we just know the title. This is what's going to happen when they like announce a film at Celebration, which I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident what they're doing. You put your card on it. I'm hoping for that. I'm hoping for that. But yeah, the, the fun is just, oh, mate, it's something special. Jude Law, right? Jude Law is in this. Um, let, let's drop Let's drop a bit of knowledge. Let's drop a bit oh, of mate. knowledge. So cool. reportedly, reportedly, this isn't from us. This is from a few people. Uh, but reportedly, Jude Law is playing a teacher. Matty boy. He's playing Got a double teacher. Jargon, is it? Yeah. <laughs> Well, he played he played him in the Fantastic Beast films. That's right, yeah. He? he played old um, <laughs> yeah. Door Dumble there. That's it, old um, Dumbledore. Okay, well, apparent, apparently, yeah, apparently he's playing a teacher and he's taking uh, these kids on like a school trip, and okay. they encounter um, an enemy. Yeah, something like pirates. Think pirates, and yes. they. Uh, get lost in the galaxy and that ties in with what we've heard that they have to make their way home yeah they have to get home which is what we which was the official official synopsis right um jude law is a teacher firstly you've not been we've chatted like in person about jude law being in skeleton crew like it does or in star wars yeah, and I think a lot of people have gone. Oh, it's the bloke from the Holiday, you know, yep. the Holiday, which is a sick film. Love the Holiday. That's all right. That's all right. Um, what do you think? What do you think of the casting? I think Jude Law is a very good actor. I like Jude Law. He's a, he seems mm. like a, he's one of those guys, a bit like Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell's gone on to be like an A grade actor, but in their earlier years, you know, they're a bit kind of playboy, a bit boy around town. Jude Law was very much that as well. But that's kind of that persona's kind of gone now as he's grown up and he's become more of a an actor. So I'm excited to see him, you know, get his teeth into a Star Wars story. Uh, so yeah, I'm 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 happy to see him there. I think he's a good actor. I'm glad that they're getting big name actors to to play the parts. Of course, with Jude Law being in it, we've made the joke on this show many times that they dropped the first publicity still of Jude Law and Skeleton Crew, and it just looked like Jude Law and Skeleton Crew. It just looked, it yeah. just looked like the same guy, uh, which. Yeah. I know a lot of people also take umbrage at that as if to say, why should we have big name stars and hide them in makeup? And I get that as well. I get that. And it's all about the character that he plays. You know, is if it, if he looks and sounds like Jude law, I'm going to be that as, as a, as a film fan or just somebody who knows who Jude law is, that will take me out somewhat, but Mm -hmm. uh, you know, hopefully they give him some kind of odd inflection to his voice, not quite as mental as DJ, but uh, it's about the character and it's about how he embodies that if he's a teacher we have just seen him play a teacher in fantastic beasts so that's going to be interesting to see how how that kind of stacks up but i'm excited for the casting like, like i said get the right people in the right role 
and he's definitely the right person to see if it's the right role. Mm. Are you excited for him? What are you thinking, mate? I as a teacher. I am I am and I'm not. Like mm-hmm. I still think it's I still think it's like a little bit of a odd choice of actor, only because he is so well known and he's in another you know, big fantasy franchise, and he was, although, now, al- yeah. al- although not exactly the world's biggest f- franchise, you know. I- and I'm t- talking specifically about the Fantastic Beast films, not even yes. Wizarding World or whatever the heck they're calling it at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, I- yeah. It's just it's a <laughs> little bit real world, isn't it? It's a little bit real world, and um, I don't know. I always think Star Wars does uh, does a lot better when they cast relatively unknown actors or actors that don't have, uh, haven't had lead roles. Like even with Pedro Pascal um, in the Mandalorian, I didn't really know who he was before that. I know, I know a few people watched him in game of Thrones. Yeah, um, he was very good in there. Yeah. But he's not exactly like a main character in it. Is he? He's not exactly. No, no, he, he was in for a, season or two and then it's right. the, the memory of him in that show is fantastic in his ending but um yeah yeah no i i, I, I think the kids are going to play that role which is why they've got mm. jude law in i think they've got oh, the maybe experienced head in and also as like a conduit for the audience and i think the kids well, to be fair most kid actors will be unknown to the masses mm. there are a few kid actors out there now who have been working a lot uh but i think with the kid actors, I th- almost think you need a steadying hand sometimes in front of the camera as well as mm-hmm. for the audience. You know, somebody there who's been there, done it to help them through scenes because, and there are some great kid actors out there. And I, I, I fully expect Lucasfilm to have picked four excellent kid actors here. Um, but it doesn't hurt to have a bit of experience with them. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. And it's probably worth pointing out that like not every really good Star Wars casting is like a is like a newbie or relatively unknown actor, you know. Liam Neeson as Qui-Gon Jinn is oh. a great example. Alec Guinness. I think we forget yeah. that because Alec Guinness to us is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um even Gr- uh, Moff Tarkin, his name quickly escaped Gone, Peter Cushing. His name? Peter Cushing, thank you. Oh, At boy. the time these were all like really well known people. Yeah, Respected. and they were casting yeah, really well respected actors and recognizable. And maybe as Star Wars fans, we forget that and we're biased, obviously, to our own team, our own franchise. Yeah. But um, there's that to bear in mind as well. There's that to bear in mind, bear in mind mm-hmm. as well. Right. Um, there's another, there's another bit of cheeky gossip. Do you want to hear it? Do you want to hear it, mate? Boy, of course yes. you do, mate. It's Jude Law Handsome. Yes. Yeah. Obviously, actually, in the st- in the Star Wars Celebration clip later on that I played, uh, that we played earlier, the the host is like, "Oh, isn't he ridiculously handsome?" or something like that, or or shame he's not handsome, being sarcastic. It, there is something about him, and it? it is a bit spicy. But but yes. a, but apparently, apparently, word on the street is that at some point, Jude and the kids uh, spend some time in an opulent hotel think canto bite i am um and and it's and it's worth noting that they shot the hotel scenes early on in the production and they shot them again again in january this year and that's last when it wrapped month. in january yeah mm. so are we saying yeah, think canto bite as in picture canto bite or or other reports saying it is canto bite n- we're not sure okay 
we're not sure. And this is all I think it's conjecture, by the way, new. guys. I know Luke said, but just as a reminder, 40 minutes in, none of this is true. All of it is, we don't know. We are just reporting on what has been reported out there. Yeah, yeah. So that's interesting, isn't it? Is that they're going of there's going to be a lot of exploration. And I don't know, man, it did it, it, it just uh, on paper, the more I read about it and the more I hear about it, about the actual story, not the production, because yeah. we're getting oh, yeah. to that, but the story I think is really fun, really fun. And just like, oh, yeah, no, this sounds really cool. This sounds like something we've not quite done in star wars live especially live action yeah but yeah I'm, I'm 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 excited for it and you know matty boy i've i've been doing my rebels rewatch recently oh. and it, i mean that show mate that show is just it's an outstanding it's show uh live action animation that's almost like irrelevant it's just a phenomenal <laughs> show on its own exactly and uh, some of my favorite moments and some of my favorite episodes and arcs in star wars rebels is when it is just adventure and exploration and going to new places and having these little moments that aren't really about saving the whole galaxy. It's just yeah. smaller. It's local and intimate. And I feel like Skeleton Crew has an opportunity to give us that as viewers, as Star Wars fans. So I'm excited for that. Uh, Matty boy, here's another question, mate. Do you have Ooh. any theories about what Skeleton Crew is really about and where they're going with this show on top of what we've just learned? I mean, from what we've just learned, I mean, the synopsis is very brief, isn't it? Kids get lost, must get home. And we've heard that Jude Law's a teacher. Uh, at one point, they go to an opulent hotel. All sounds great. The exploration is, this is ripe to go to some weird and wonderful places. Yeah. I hope they do. I'm so glad you mentioned Rebels because if they can get the tone that Rebels got right, where it's playful and dramatic at the same time, this show is going to be a winner. A theory though, mate, do you know what? I'm kind of, I, I'm, no, not really because of what, mm. how I've been trying to kind of reconcile it more with how does it fit in with Mando? How does it fit in with Ahsoka? I can see it fitting in with Ahsoka. And this is me with my tin foil hat on now making things up. If Ahsoka is dealing with Thrawn, like we know that it is because she mentioned she's after him, I can see that playing into it where the, the kids and Jude Law come up against these baddies who are potentially aligned with Thrawn, which then that's their part. That brings them into the story. Mm -hmm. uh, whether or not they meet the Grand Admiral or not, I don't know. That might be too high up, but the, the baddies they face, maybe they are affiliated to Thrawn or, or Chiss like Thrawn himself is something like that because I'm more interested in how does it tie in you know if it's gonna it's gonna be fun it's gonna be adventurous but how do we tie it into Din Djarin to Grogu to Ahsoka Tano to all these other things and make it feel genuine and you know Ezra's out there Thrawn's out there somewhere I think it ties into that mate yes that's a good shout it's a really good shot about like ima about imagine if they just like accidentally find like the new um empire or something like that or like the, the you know the remnant empire or even exegol or something <laughs> and like then they that. get their heads cut off oh and oh, yeah that's it Ch glass <laughs> over the head bash that's dead <laughs> um Close no like but imagine if they're like responsible for just like finding finding what's going on and like mando and maybe luke or, or whoever are on the lookout for answers and you know this skeleton crew has the has the answers but no one listens only like a few 
you know, amount of people listen. The New Republic doesn't listen. I could see it going in that direction. Yes. I, you know, just the, the, the theories for this, I think are really fun. You know, they're really, really fun. Um, not, not many. Is is that your theory that, you know, that they they stumble across something potentially massive? Why, why not? (laughs) Why not? No, 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 I I agree, mate. It's just a decent theory. I, I feel like this is going to be, honestly, my, my kind of theory was that this was going to be more of like a spiritual successor to Star Wars Rebels than something like Ahsoka which I think is very character focused. I think it's very much about the force and carrying on that story of those characters, like who you mentioned then Ezra, Ahsoka, and even maybe some of the other Mandoverse characters. But I think skeleton crew really gives us the opportunity of going back to that. Oh, they're in a ship. It's contained crew and they're on an adventure. They're on the run and they've got this imperial, really important information or relic or map, something like that, 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 that is really necessary for this big picture that's being told. And that kind of leads me to my next point is that, you know, this isn't a show that's just being made for the, for the bands, for the crack. Yeah. This, this, this show <laughs> is playing into the Mandoverse. Yeah. And, and yes. John. Dave Floney, Kathy Kennedy has made that so obviously clear that this show isn't just there to fill um, a, just some like a, a category or genre. It's not there to be like, oh yeah, this is our rambling show. Ta-da! Isn't it nice? Isn't it cool? <laughs> well, listen, there's probably a bit of that, but ultimately <laughs> th- th- this is carrying on a narrative. This is a show that needs to tell a story and is probably helping fill out the picture for this climactic event that I, th- I feel like every now and then we all forget about. We all go, oh, yeah, no, this is all leading somewhere. This is all yep. leading to this climactic event that they have mentioned, that they have teased. And I, I think this is, this is going to be a bigger part of that than we realize, a much bigger part than we realize. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I think this is, you know, they've made the comparisons over and over again of the Goonies in space, the Goonies in Star Wars. And get a truffle shuffle. Yeah, who knows? Maybe. Maybe you could do that for us at Star Wars Celebration, mate. Um, yeah, mate. If I do that, they'll never let us back in again, mate. They will kick Bibs us bash. straight off that stage. Oh, Bibs Bash Bibs is fine. Yeah, we're, we're the proprietors <laughs> of that. We do what we want. Um, mate, communication <laughs> is key, though. You mentioned that. As soon as you said it, I was like, yes. We've said it on the last show about timelines. And we've said it on other shows, but they've communicated very well that this is part of the Mandoverse. It is set in and around the time of Mando, which we know is set five years post-Return of the Jedi. There's your timeline there. And they've made it explicitly clear every time. This is Mando versus territory. You've seen Mando, you've seen Book of Boba, you're still going to watch Ahsoka. This mm-hmm. is part of it. That I like. I love that, that they have been so transparent or upfront and saying, yeah, this is it. There's no there's no confusion now. Nobody really can come into this and be like, oh, what's Mando doing there? Or yeah. <laughs> they've said it. They've said it. <laughs> You know, it's a, if, if there is a show in Mando about the skeleton crew kids, none of us, not even you or I, can be like, oh, what are they doing this for? Because they've set it up now. This is part of the story. Who's Dumbledore? Yeah. Who's Dumbledore? <laughs> What's Dumbledore doing over there? What's... <laughs> what a lad. Yeah. Um, I but know, yeah, right. I know the, the, the Rebels thing, I think you're right. This could be a spiritual successor in terms mm-hmm. of the, the kind of the feeling, the tone. And I really hope it is, mate. Um, yeah, everything is in place. Everything's there that we know of in front of the camera is in place for this to be a really oh. good show, a really fun show. 
uh, something Ooh. a bit different, and it shows that Star Wars, like Andor did, it shows mm-hmm. that they can go back to their roots in some way, but also take it down a different path. Here's like an Amberlin vibe, shall we say. We haven't really seen that in Star Wars. Skeleton Crew's going to give that to us. So seems like it's all been happy sailing, mate. Well, it seems that. Oh. But in reality, <laughs> we have some news. Again, Go some on, of you guys might have might know this. You might be keeping track of this, but we're we're mostly going by some reports we've heard from from multiple sources, from multiple people. Because yeah. don't forget, we get we get DM stuff and we get emailed stuff from all sorts of people that listen to the show. Um, it's like enough finding this out. We're not, but yeah, it's like us. Lot of credit, lot of credit to Bespin and making Star Wars here and others who we're not going to name. Um, but here's some facts about the development and the production of uh, Star Wars Skeleton Crew. Filming started in July 2022, last summer, which I don't know about you. It doesn't feel long away, like long ago. Like it doesn't feel like that was long ago at all. Sounds very and- volumey. Yes, there we go. So July 22. However, filming was actually due to begin in June 2022. So there were a month delayed in in, in the filming. Um, Similarly, the filming was uh, meant to wrap and finish in December 2022. Um, However, principal photography ran into January 2023. Last month, mate, last month. Pickups, pickup shots, pickup filming is taking place this month, Man. February 2023. And pickups um, are, for everyone listening, for the umpteenth time, pickups are a natural part of the process. It's nothing, yeah. it's not panic stations. Y- yeah. You look at the footage, oh, we could probably do an insert shot there, or we could do a transition there. Pickups are fine. It's worth noting that, like, a month, a month's delay is a big deal in the streaming world, especially when you're a studio, which Lucasfilm is, and you've got multiple things going, uh, films and series alike, all going at the same time in, in California and in London, right? Because there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff going on right now. And someone like Dave Filoni has a big job and it, it, he's got a big job and his hand is in every single Star Wars project now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Um, yep. he is not in every single Star Wars project, every single project. Um, now here's some more <laughs> yeah. sad stuff. Here's some more sad stuff. Okay. And look, we're not saying this is stuff to be necessarily worried about. And I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll get to this. These, these are just observations and facts that we are reporting on that we've heard from other people okay so even when i say facts let, it's not even that they're facts so let's very let's say it very loosely okay we can't like 100 confirm this Matty boy and i aren't there we're not involved in a production we're just reporting on this yeah that's it's right. just commentary reporting commentary. on the reports yeah apparently departments whole departments of skeleton crew were let go they were fired Phew. lots and lots of staff involved in skeleton crew were they they quit because of how bad the production was um there were management issues production issues caused low morale it was just a continuous cycle of this is this isn't great this is blah 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 blah. it 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 was tough mate it was really 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 tough and lots of people have just left and they've quit and i'm surprised we're not hearing more about it 
mm-hmm. because those people, yeah, that that you know, there's a reason why people know this. There's a reason why this is public information. And quite frankly, they have a right to say this. They have a right to say, look, our working conditions weren't great. We were pushed. We were being pushed and pushed and pushed to do, you know, X amount of hours per day over our contract. Um, yeah, so on and so forth. The pro- it's what it, 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 it's worth mentioning that the, the production here is in complete contrast to something like Ahsoka uh, and mm-hmm. The Mandalorian, you know, other Star Wars productions, right? Um, Ahsoka especially, apparently having a really smooth, smooth yep. production. So... Yeah, I mean, you've got to imagine John Favreau would have been on set for Mando most days. He seems to be. You've got to imagine Dave Filoni is going to be on set on Ahsoka pretty much every day. Who's? It's almost like who's watching Skeleton Crew is almost kind of what I took from that. Mm-hmm. And it, mm-hmm. it seems like a mess. Now, of course, these are at best unsubstantiated reports or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. However, you know, the fact that this, you know, could be very true is... It ain't great, you know. Bad working conditions. We hear about them in other studios, but I don't know, man. It's not good to. Uh, it's not good to hear. Well, here's another juicy bit of gossip, and I think you've probably heard this, uh, but uh, but apparently, allegedly, there was a geezer. There was a geezer who uh, wasn't a great guy. I'm not. Uh, we're not going to name names. Yeah. We're not going to say anything. Yeah, yeah, because you've heard it as well. But but yeah. um, apparently there was a geezer who was very much involved in the uh, production of yeah. Skeleton Crew and actually a few other Star Warsy things, but mostly Skeleton Crew. And this geezer was brought in to you know make sure things are done on time and to make sure things are being done appropriately. Apparently, this geezer was very much a Bob Chapek geezer. Yeah. Very much yes. a Bob Chapek guy and part of the Chapek regime, shall we say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Part of the firm. And allegedly, this geezer was a huge reason as to why this production was just miserable. Yep. Really miserable. Um, and you know what, mate? I think it's such a shame, ain't it? It's such a shame, you know, to know this. But I think it's worth sharing, yeah? If we're doing an episode all about Skeleton Crew and all about this and that, and, you know, I think it's worth sharing. But I think for transparency, we've heard this, mate. We've heard that Rogue One wasn't a particularly happy, you know, um, Cinderella story production, was it? And Disney... Did uh, Disney and and Lucasfilm were very fortunate with that someone like Gareth Edwards was very happy and very polite and was happy to kind of take direction and to take and, and to let's be honest, like join in on the marketing spin of of yes of Rogue One, yeah, infamously yeah. Solo. Solo is another one, isn't it? And 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 a lot a lot a lot of productions, but this seems to be the real the real like. Um, classic sort of Lucasfilm. Yeah, the, 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 there's a fire, and no one really yeah. knows what they're doing, no, and nobody's how, yeah. nobody knows how to put it out, so they just make it worse. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, it wouldn't be funny if his name was actually Dis Geezer. Like, oh no, without him. Um, but yeah, it said Geezer came on set <laughs> and came on and just did not help whatsoever. And I hope that that negativity that was allegedly. 
behind the scenes. I hope that doesn't bleed onto the screen because let's not forget, mate, this show is about kids. It's about four kids. And there would have been four kids who would have been on set on Star yeah. Wars, on this big magical volume set, you know, probably digging it. For them to have that potentially spoil or have a negative opinion of the franchise of Star Wars, it's not what you want. I mean, look at uh, there are there are adult actors in recent films who have who are excited to be in Star Wars and have left and aren't quite so much anymore. So you'd hate to have the the kids coming into some of their first major jobs, kind of think, is this what it's like all the time? And yep. we haven't got any official casting news for the kids. There are rumours that uh, Kiriana Crasser has been cast. She's um, she was in a Disney Channel show called Bunked which I don't know if my daughter's seen. I'll have to ask. And um, a lad <laughs> called Ravi Cabo Conyers, who was in uh, Encanto. He was in Canto, uh, and Antonio in Encanto, and he was in Hashtag Black AF on Netflix as well. So talented actors, but not ones that are you know, f- put, have been pushed to the forefront in terms of you know the Hollywood up-and-coming stars, which kind of goes to our point earlier on that maybe Jude Law will be the recognisable face and... No, the kids will the kids will be the surprise package because they come in with even lower expectations, but they blow us away. Hopefully, but yeah. I'd, I'd hate to think that their experience on set was was a negative one. And you know, because mm-hmm. especially when you look at Mando and Ahsoka and shows like that where Dave and John have been on, they always sound sound like happy sets, like positive sets. That if there's adversity, it's overcome by communication or by discussion, and not by anything else. I would I, I would hate to think that skeleton crew kind of descended into that kind of chaos, especially when there's kids kid actors involved yeah, as mate. well. Yeah, mate. I just hope I hope it doesn't bleed onto the screen, mate, because as we've said for the last forty five, fifty minutes, there's this could be so much fun. This has great potential. And I do think I don't think it's the underdog. I think people are sleeping on it for the reason that you said up top, mate. We just don't know anything about it. I mean, come celebration, do you think we're gonna get um a pretty big dose of skeleton crew at celebration mate yes i do mate i do i think we're going to be seeing um probably a teaser trailer for it i think we're going to get like a mando verse panel so i think we're going to be getting an ahsoka trailer i think we're going to be getting a skeleton crew crew trailer (laughs) and i wonder what the main episode will be that week <laughs> yeah, yeah. Imagine that. Imagine that. And I think they'll probably. Um, I, th- I, I think we're going to get some more information about timeline. You know, um, content timelines and yes. what what's going to be coming out and when. I think that's for films and TV shows. And I think uh, Skeleton Crew will be part of that. I wouldn't be surprised if they like tease something like that on the Friday and go right mm. question mark event. It's going to happen there. And then tomorrow there'll be like on the Saturday, there'll be another panel saying, Oh, that's, these are the details for this and that. Um, I think that's really, really plausible, but I think something like skeleton crewmate has all the potential in the world. Yes. It's been dampened by some real world Egypts, um, and circumstances and also sets are working environments. Yeah. Sets and productions are working environments. They're not always like magical and, you know, utopian. They're hard work. They're really, really, really tough, really hard work. And um, you make mistakes. You make mistakes. It seems like someone like Bob Chapek made a lot of mistakes, a lot of mistakes. I found out the other day, mate, because we chatted about it on our podcast 
um, about Disney letting go of loads of people, like whatever yeah. percentage of that, you know, 7,000 people, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's apparently a lot of that is um, a lot of middlemen that don't need to be there. And that's Excellent. like a lot of it's just bureaucracy. <laughs> Not everyone. There are going to be some really talented yeah. people being let go. But someone like Chapek, who's a business and, and, a, and a management person, you know, he's all about adding more people to 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 processes the so roster, that they yeah. can report into him that they or report into someone who eventually reports into him. And it's all about managing. And Bob Iger. Uh, effect and you know this is probably a bit of spin but you know effectively it's like right let's 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 return the control back to the creative people which is uh, what we want to hear and we yeah. kind of hypothesize that on the podcast we kind of float with the question do you mm-hmm. think that this you know awful set of events that so many people are losing their jobs is a kind of you know to come down effect from the the end of the Iger and the chapek era and it's seemed fairly interesting to see that that may be the case um, hey, look! Give, yeah. give all the give all the power back to the creatives. Doesn't always work, but it's a lot more interesting when the people who are paid to make the stories actually get to create the stories. <sighs> I'm so excited for Star Celebration. <laughs> Skeleton <laughs> crew. <laughs> Hi, this is Mike Quinn. I played Nine Num in the Star Wars movies, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Oh, right, mate. Now it's time to do what pretty much all of the cast of Skeleton Crew can't do: have a drink. We're gonna <laughs> we've pulled up the Essex Falcon outside of our favourite dusty drinking hole, the Bantina. The only question that now remains is, shall we? Let's do it. Can I offer you a libation to celebrate the closing of our shared narrative? A libation. Can I persuade you to join us for a drink? Absolutely. Give me the spiciest drink you got. Pour me another Park Kellen sling. Where are you going, master? Yeah, boy, here in the Bantina, we respect the law about the appropriate drinking age. So you've got to be over 30, I know, 25, to get in here. I've got to to count Luke into this as well. But yeah, the Bantina, if you are new to the show or old, here in the Bantina each week, we sit down with you guys, the greatest listeners in the galaxy. We have a couple of Kef beers, and we get your thoughts on our main discussion. So this week, we ask for your thoughts on Skeleton Crew and the details that we do know. Yes, we've got some sick responses uh, to kick us off. Let's go over to Instagram, mate. Um, August 11.38. So still not exactly sure what it's going to be, but I'm here for it. I think we're going to hear more about it at Star Wars Celebration, mate. Gordon Brown says, getting strong Goonies vibes. Bring it. Uh, Planet Express says, I feel indifferent at the moment, but that's exactly how I felt for Mando and Andor until I saw trailers and then became equally as excited for both and was very satisfied with each of them. I do have concerns, though. Seems that with every batch of content since 2019, my scales of satisfied versus disappointed could be tipping the wrong way. In 2019-20, when we received Mando Season 1, Fallen Order, Rise of Skywalker, Clone Wars Season 7, all about the same time, I loved three of those and felt pretty meh about the other. I'm sure anyone could guess which. Lol. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. 
Fast forward to 2022, where we, we receive Boba Fett, Obi-Wan, Tales of the Jedi, and Andor. I'm a little more 50-50 on those. Hoping it was just an off year, but worries me about having too many productions at once. We're about to have a lot of new content between the rest of Bad Batch Season 2, Mando Season 3, so on and so forth. Um, mate, it's great great point i think we can only hope mm-hmm. but i i still have a lot of love for all of the new content all of the new series they're not perfect but you guys all know that anyway you know what we think of it eve says no stranger things in space please please be more than that don't change uh, don't uh, chase the success innovate innovate that is Star Wars. Eve, I agree with you, but only partially. I think at times it innovates. Sometimes it does like to chase its own nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, nostalgia seems to be worth a lot of money at the moment. Uh, Twin yeah. Sons Collecting says, I'd like Jude Law to be playing a young Lawson Tecker. Um, we didn't even say that, did we? But that's a wicked he's, theory. He's seen a few paper rounds by the time The Force Awakens comes round, but um and again his character in fantastic beast did as well yeah true true um we got a wicked comment here from big boy bell it says it's very clear that lucasfilm are working hard to diversify the range of star wars offerings visions and Andor have both shown that star wars with a totally different feel can still work even if it's not for everybody the idea of star wars with an ambling feel is definitely something that intrigues me and sounds mm-hmm. like it would work plus Jude Law is a hunk of phenomenal comment. Here we go. <laughs> phenomenal comment. Matty boy, what else are people saying elsewhere on the interwebs? Uh, Matt Hudson and Luke Bly say Jude Law is a hunk obs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, he is. Uh, Strider Rides Again says, I'm extremely excited for this show. Hopefully, it will have the right mix of innocence, tension, scares, and adventure. Bang on. A bit, a bit like Rebels in a way, just live action great shout mate um i'll go star wars meg said i think it's going to have a space goonies spy kids feel to it and it won't be to everyone's cup of tea but it might be fun uh danny mm-hmm. hales daniel hales says i like the theory that jason sindula is going to be in it of course uh, that plays into the rebels theory even more so uh we got moving on to facebook a new name to me tom fleet lad he says i'm personally glad we won't we don't know much about the show yet and I'm hoping to keep it that way once more information comes to light. It would be nice to go into it with a really open mind, as I think we generally know too much before releases these days. No, I'm down for that. I'd love to not really know much about Skeleton Crew going in, other than who's in it. That would be great. Um, oh, here we go. Jamie Richards, uh, he says, oh. We don't know enough about the concept yet, just the bare bones. Excellent. Thanks for your insight there, Jamie. Uh, and on that one, our boy Jack Copestake, as Luke would call him, Cat Jokestake. That is totally agree. Need to flesh out the details and add more meat to the bones. There's plenty of puns here, isn't there, mate? Uh, I thought we'd end on some puns. Oh. <laughs> I love it, mate. I love it. I'm here for it's it. Classic, oh, you're classic usually Jamie. you're usually the dad joke guy, mate. Are you getting? Well, a bit I did jealous? throw in some puns you're... during the main discussion, but I didn't even mean to. Uh, but it's quite That's hard not to when you've got listen and bones. Listen, you do you say things you really don't mean to all the time on the show, yeah. So <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll leave we'll leave it at yeah. that. We'll leave it at that. Yes, uh, I do. 
it's great to hear from everyone as per usual um also gab said uh gab murphy said you had me at jude law so jude law is very popular isn't he mate he's crazy popular i didn't actually realize like how popular he was especially amongst the females mate yeah just females have always dug jude law it's more about yeah. the males who seem to be digging him more. I, in a, it's certainly in our comment section. I think with I think the the ladies are just like yeah, we've loved him for ages. We've yeah, always loved yeah, him. Maybe. You guys can have him now. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, maybe. Now. And then Jamie comes in with a pun. Yeah, there we go, mate. Got it, got it, Jamie. Got to be done. Thanks for sending in your comments, those guys. Uh, it's great, great to read them all wherever you put them. That fits, yes, sir. If you didn't get read out on this week's episode of the Bantina keep sending us messages each week whether it's a uh, on the, on our social media a dm or a voice message we love those keep sending them in we'll do everything we can to get you featured on an upcoming edition of the bantina for extra content go to patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions you know it's gonna be so good best podcast Best podcast. That's right, Spice is part of the Bantinos, the Patreon question section. Yes. And to kick us off this week is Kieran Key77, who says, Oi, oi, Savaloys. Anakin Ooh. is faced with a choice. He can save only one. Only one. Does he save Padme? a non-pregnant Padme <laughs> or does he save does he save Ahsoka who does he love more I think he's saving Ahsoka all day long what do you reckon hashtag Yoda one for me hashtag never does a Dagobah when I don't think of Star Wars <laughs> um, I, do you know what I'm a little bit baffled by this question mate well, what do you reckon mate what are you, what, what are you saying? Oh, Who's he saying? Oh, mate, uh, this, this is... Uh, he saves Padme all day long. Yeah. All day long. I mean, look, of course, Anakin, being Anakin, is going to try and save them both. So in a, I know it's, it's like the question when someone said to Mark Hamill, could you lightsaber cut through Captain America's shield? And he's like, well, Luke wouldn't fight Captain America because he's a good guy. Anakin yeah. would try and save them both. But the question is, who would you save if you could only save one? Padme was literally this guy's universe. He was, she was literally his galaxy. He was every star in the galaxy to him. And Ahsoka <laughs> was his Padawan, his friend, his almost, almost his kind of next in line after Obi Wan. He, he felt the world for her as well. But it's Padme, man. The reason he turned to the dark side was because of his relationship to Padme and how that turned out and the intricacies of it. He's saving Padme all day long, and you know, and we know even even in Legends and in Canon that he never quite got over that. That he never got over the fact that he, he loved Padme and she's gone. And in his rage, she in his anger, he killed him. So for me, mate, it's Padme all day long. Yeah. What about you? Are you gonna are you gonna argue this? Yeah, no, I, I, I it's Padme. It's Padme. Like I think um, we love a Padme. You know, Ahsoka's non-pregnant the sister. Padme. Yeah, non-preggers. Non-prego. <laughs> non-prego. I love oh. it, Kieran. This is a sweet question, bro. But, like, um, yeah, I, th- I I think Ahsoka is, like, the sister. sister. Padme is obviously the love interest. And Star Wars is all about family. And I think just with how love works, it's obviously a really difficult decision. But I think he's saving yep. Padme. 
Yeah, I think that's like all day long. Yeah, but having to choose between Natalie Portman and Rosario Dawson, you know, it is. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a tough one, mate. It's a tough one. But yeah, I think he's going for the love interest all day long. Yeah, yeah, I think I think he is. Luke Skywalker's sister was once his love interest, but Disney were trying to forget about that. So, um, <laughs> great question, Kieran, mate. I think I think most. If anyone out there says Ahsoka, we would love to hear from you or reasoning for it. Not again. It's not to say you're wrong. We'd love to hear why you'd think Ahsoka would be the one he'd save. Uh, Kieran, mate, we also want to know who you think. Well, you said you think he's saving Ahsoka. Let us know, mate. Let us know why. Thank you, mate. Uh, our next patron question is from a lad called Jacob Lusk. He says, hi, chaps. Got a little fun Patreon question for you guys. We like them. If you're a protagonist or antagonist, if you're feeling particularly daring in a Star Wars story in a medium and genre of your choice, i.e. film, book, comic, animation or video game, who would you be and what would be the general story slash premise and genre? Would you be a love-stricken Wookiee going to Dex's diner in a rom-com film searching for love? Or... A private investigator R2 unit in a 1950s detective noir style working out of Camino as a video game. Those are just two examples to get your creative juices flowing. The possibilities are endless. So, Lukey boy, you can be a goodie or a baddie in a Star Wars story in any medium you want and any genre. Who you're picking, who you're being and what you're doing. It's just a Jacob Lusk. Anything he touch, uh, Jacob, mate. Love a bit of Lusk. Proper lad. Who's at the watch long? Are you right? Um, yep. I don't know, mate. I, I think I would like to be a crazy, evil space wizard um, who's just like a little bit quirky um, okay. in a Star Wars trilogy. Basically, if you've listened to the episode 10 idea, just like it's it's a star wars trilogy or series of films set like a thousand years in 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 the future from rise of skywalker and so yeah i'm just like a crazy evil uh space wizards like jedi master sort of guy who ends up doing the right thing something like that oh. i don't know but i'd want like a proper fake beard and think think of dan galf think of dan galf <laughs> and you're halfway there <laughs> mate I'll think of Dan Gale. What, what, does, does Palpatine return in this story a thousand years no. in the future? No. Okay. He's me- he might be mentioned because he's like the, he's the OG papa, but, you know, okay. generally, no. Uh, he's not just like magically returning. So, sorry, mate. I love it, though. I love, I love to mention Dex's Diner, Rom Com, yes. Searching for Love. Again, more love questions. Mm. Um, Matty boy, what, what are you saying, mate? What are you saying about Jacob's, uh, Jakey boy's question? Oh, Jay, yeah, we love a bit of love on this show. Uh, yeah. A Wookiee, a love, a love uh, forlorn Wookiee is something we don't often see much of. Not no. thinking of the holiday special either. Um, what well, would we've I not be? seen? The, don't forget, guys. Mm. The, don't forget, May. They've not seen the rest of Bad Batch season two, mate. So don't of do spoilers. I, I'm, I'm, spoiling things already my word yeah oh damn a lustful dug um what would i be i would be a i'd be right i'd be a mechanic in the galaxy because we always only ever see people fixing their own stuff other than pelly motto we think about someone like pelly think of all the stories she hears from these undesirables and the pilots i'd be a mechanic in the galaxy somewhere i don't know where but he overhears something you know he, he he becomes a central part a central cog in a in a murder case or like a uh, a conspiracy 
So it becomes like a detective thriller. It's like a noir type thing. He's he's caught up in this. He's just an everyman. He's got people after him. He's trying to get the yeah. info to the right people and save save his family, uh, like Harrison Ford would. It would be it would be an animated series just because he went live action. So I'm going to shake it up and go animated. I'd have an animated okay. series about yeah a mechanic who just gets caught up in a massive conspiracy uh, because he's over, he just spends his whole life overhearing what's happening uh, when the pilots and the pirates come in. And that would pretty much be it. I think there'd be some fun, some filth to dive out of there. Plus, I just like the idea of me being in a detective thriller, being chased by the bad guys, and in the end I win and, and get the <laughs> lo- the loveless Wookiee, obviously. But, um, you know, I, that would be me, a mechanic in the galaxy, mate, who ends up in a detective thriller animation Mm, very cheeky very cheeky i like the animation i like the animation shall do more in animation you can do more Mm. in animation jacob what what, what's your story again you've given us a few there but come on mate we need answers we need the definitive answers what would your uh pilot be there uh and also we want to hear everybody's thoughts on the first question as well from kieran about ahsoka non-pregnant padme who is anakin saving if they've just been launched off a ship which one is being saved um guys thank you so much for those patreon questions this week uh we're going to be back again with some more awesome this is the best one of the best parts of the show. i love this we don't know we don't know what we're going to get with some more yeah. great patreon questions next week but bartender sorry about the mess but that's going to bring an end to our time here in the bantina for another week It's the Star Wars Sessions Game! Goom! That's right. <laughs> it is this week's game. We end every main episode of a cheeky game this week. It's uh, my turn to host. Matty Boy, you ready to uh, play the Goom? Yes, my friend. What what have you got in store? Do you know what, mate? It's um, it's a bit of a cheeky one. It's a bit of guesstimation work from Ooh, like yourself. Um, we're going to be uh, going back to a little bit of a related question from last week, and we're going to be talking about the Star Wars Celebration Europe London 2023 photo and autograph prices. Yeah, boy. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Cool. All right, mate. Now, some of these, I know that you 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 already know some of these or know the ballpark of things like prices, okay? Um, but we're going to be guesstimating people's prices at Star Wars Celebration, okay? And I'll let you know how close you are. Um, are you ready to play? Yes, sir. I'm ready to guesstimate right. these prices. Okay. All right. So we know we know some of the big ones, and this is we're we're recording this week starting thirteenth of February. 2023 maybe there's more guests announced but we'll, we'll go with we'll go with what what we've got so far dig it. um let's start with uh one of the earlier guests one of the earlier big guests that were announced what what should we go with mate boy should we go with um photo ops or autographs it's 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 you honestly your choice yeah um should we do i'll go i'll go i'll go, uh, I'll go photo ops i'll go photo right, ops well and, and they're, they're the, usually more expensive so yeah, for ease, we will just go with photo ops, okay? okay. And I think these these are prices that are like um, bef- 
before yeah like before fees and that right yes okay. so before fees this 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 is what it is okay um let's start with hayden christensen do you remember what his going rate Ooh. for a photo op is i think uh, i think it was mm. this is in pounds by the way not dollars i think i'm gonna overshoot this now was it 209 Oh yeah, mate. Spot on. It two hundred nine ninety nine. Two hundred. It's like two hundred ten quid. Two hundred ten quid. Mental. I mean, it's a lot, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, cool. What it is? It's insane. I would love. I would love to have a photo of Hayden Christensen or to meet Hayden Christensen. And like we said on, I think it was last week's main show, we do explain why you know this is higher than a lot of cons and that it's this is a premium con this is one of the yep. planet's most well-known conventions things are gonna be expensive here if you're complaining about it and you've never even been to the excel before wait until you try and buy a sandwich on site <laughs> then you're gonna know what's expensive yeah, <laughs> yeah but yeah, I hear um, that. right how about this one mate how about this one um ashley Eckstein. do you remember what how much Ooh. she was no, I don't. But she's usually fair. I mean, she as a person is generally very fair. So I'm going to say she mm. is 120 quid. 170 quid. One one I'm just going to wow. round up because these dot ninety nines are stupid. Uh, oh yeah, that helps me mate. out as well. Wow, 170 Ooh, quid. 170 quid. And even like now, you've just said, oh, well, she's usually very fair. Yes, she is, but she probably doesn't have a lot of say on this. Yeah, I don't a lot think of them so, probably no. don't really have a say on this. They're I just presented so, with no. an opportunity and they're basically told yes or no. Um, what about, Man. yeah, what about D. Bradley Baker, voice of all the clones in the animated series? Well, very I mean, popular, very able, popular guy. What, what do you think? of quid. Um, yeah. D. Bradley Baker. If, if Ashley is 170, and in terms of animated like tier, I'd say she's probably one of the top tier to meet. D though, talented. Do 140. Oh, good guess. It's lower, mate. It's lower. It is a uh, hundred and six pounds, which is a bit random, not, but yeah. I don't want to say it's not bad because I'm sticking to my guns. It is, but yeah. I could, yeah. what I could buy for that, but. <laughs> Um, it, it, that's yeah. less than I thought it would be considering what we've just heard about the other guys now we've just uh, mentioned her what about Rosario Dawson what do you think of Rosario's autograph is See, this is this Ahsoka. is where I don't know L- live action I, Ahsoka because Rosario has got a very decent career behind her as a film and TV actress as well which should mm-hmm. count for something mm-hmm. oh mate um, 180 same price as Ashley Eckstein animated ahsoka live action ahsoka rosario dawson is 170 pounds okay do you think they'll do a team up like both ahsoka's doing a photo op yes yeah he's loving it and and i've and i've heard hayden christensen and ewan mcgregor will also be available for team up two grand each but absolutely yeah (laughs) Yeah, probably (laughs) probably what what about um let's let's do someone like matthew wood you, you know Matthew Wood, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, Matthew Wood, yeah. Skywalker Sound, Grievous, the droids, mm-hmm. battle droids. Yeah. Again, talent much, alone should be quite high because the dude is very talented. I'm If D Bradley's 106, Matty Wood is going to be 80? A good guess. He's 95 quid. That's a lot, ain't it? it, it that's, a it lot. is a lot, especially when... 
Again, mm-hmm. like, no, no way. You know, there's no way of saying things sometimes without it sounding bad. But a lot of people yeah. don't know who Matt Wood is. You know what I mean? Yeah. People just don't know who he is. Don't look. So that's a lot of money to potentially charge for someone. But as we've mentioned, the talent that the man has, you pay for the talent instead. And the guy's got talents in coming out of his eyeballs. Yes, mate. Now, what about the infamous, infamous scoundrel, Billy D. Williams, Lando Corrissian himself? <laughs> Do you remember what this? Have we here? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's high. It's, it's very high. I don't agree with it. I don't accept it or whatever he says, but yeah. Um, yeah. It's just mental. Isn't it like 320 quid? Uh, no, it's not quite that high. It might be after everything's like said and done. Again, I don't know how like the fees and stuff work, like because I'm not really in the I'm not really in this space. I don't really do the autographs, yeah, yeah. but I thought he would be lower. I, I, I he right now I'm pretty sure he is one of the most expensive guests. He's uh, the as before checking, yeah, two hundred and seventy pounds. It's a lot. That's a lot. That's a yeah. lot. I mean, again, it's last Lando, isn't it? It's OG. Um, I have a bit a of, of a dark thought when it comes to this, you know. You're thinking the same I'm, as I am. Should I say? Let's just say it because like, I know exactly what you're thinking. You're thinking the same as I am, and it. I think there is an element of truth to it. <laughs> I feel like with listen. I bet this guy's a ledge. Yeah, Billy D's a ledge. I'd love to meet. I'd love to interview him. But the, uh, look. I, I wish no harm on anyone, but life's life, yeah? This might be his last Star Wars celebration. Do you nope. know what I mean? No, you're and right, so, mate. It could be. It's ages. No, tr- time is transient. We know that. that doesn't stop for anyone. Yeah. I hate, I hate saying that. But and let's do For collectors and for avid Star Wars fans, this could be your last chance. Yep. Hopefully not, because... Hopefully Billy not. Man. Billy D, the coolest man in the galaxy, but yeah, how old I do you think that does D come D into is? it in a way? So, how? Let me Google that. How old is? I reckon Billy? he's 70, 76. Nah, mate, eighty-five. Oh, he's wow. eighty-five, man. Oh, hell. It's the, I've just I've just taken nine years off his life. Wow. Okay, um, he's lived a good one. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I do think there is an element of that. Of course, <laughs> it's it's like you say. Yes, okay. yeah. <laughs> seventy-six. Uh, I do think there is an element of that when it comes into it that you know this could be his last Star Wars convention. Uh, certainly, as a somebody who's been in and around the franchise for the last few years, he's still voicing Lando. He's playing Lando, of course, in the Rise of Skywalker. So hopefully, he could be at many more to come. Um, but uh, yeah, two hundred and seventy quid is a lot of money. Well, what about um, Caroline? Is it Blackston? Blackston? Uh, Caroline Blakiston, yes. Blakiston. M- um Yeah, the orig- the original Mon Mothma. Um I... how much do you think she is? Do you know what I haven't actually I know they dropped a load of Return of the Jedi cast yeah. um announcement. I didn't look at any of the prices, so I have no idea. Caroline Blakiston, 100, mm. 130 quid. Mate. Right now, Caroline Blakiston is the cheapest. You can get her photo op for forty pounds. I can't get one now, then. <laughs> yeah, it's not. That's a decent price, isn't it? That's like that's not you're more. That's something that's more I'd like expect at a regional comic con. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, yes. and let, it, let's bear in mind these prices were crazy at Anaheim. 
Yeah, these prices are big on uh, these big cons. The, the, this is the going rate. This is the going yeah. rate. This is how much autographs I, can cost you. I don't know how many ca- um, conventions someone like Caroline Blackerson goes to anyway. I know she's been she's been a uh, she's had been a, pr- a proficient, prolific actress since being Mon Mothma for a very short time. But I don't know how many she goes to. Certainly, Star Wars conventions. So, in yeah. terms of collectors, that may be a fairly decent little uh, get there as well. But there's loads of guests, mate, and there's going to be more guests. Uh, Mads Mickelson, Tim Rose, uh, Ming Na Wen, mate. Matty Boy might faint. 110 quid, quid. Ming Na Wen, mate. <laughs> <I> checked. <laughs> Would you? I'm being serious. Would are you, are, have you thought about that? Have you actually I, sat there I, and thought? I joked you know about what? it last week on the. Well, I say I joked. I joked, half joked on the bantina last week that i'd looked at the price the fact that i looked at the price i think said everything i didn't look at half the price for any of them but i saw ming na there i was like i wonder how much that is and i saw 109 and looking at some of the other prices again for for an actress who's done a lot of work in her career that's not a bad price mm-hmm. and it's ming na wen that's fenix shang come on come on come on uh yeah i would consider it but 109 when when it's convention weekend and everything's expensive enough as it is just to get a something to eat or drink or whatever money could be spent on other things which pains me to say it in my own life i was like you know right i want to eat instead or do other things but (laughs) i would love to meet ming now i'd like look i'd happily pay 109 quid if the opportunity came along where it's doable and it was like yeah go for it or it didn't feel like it was a i don't ever want it to be like it is now where it's like same same with you and you and or Hayden you'd love to meet you and or Hayden of course it would but yeah. when the question is posted and you have to kind of go oh, I, 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 when you I'm in an R in then that's not you know that's a no to me you know would I mm. love to meet ming yes would I I'm not going to because I'm already dilly-dallying about that cost now so yeah yeah I hear but I'd I do love hear to. I do hear I think who knows what, what you wait till next week <laughs> I think it's one of those things once you do it once you get into this world it's like it's it's so surreal and it's so maybe magical for a lot for a lot of people that it's like it's a no brainer, you know. It's like oh, yeah. I, but it's look, for some people they get so much joy from this. You know, they might not yeah. collect a lot of stuff, but they collect autographs, they collect photo opportunities. Mm-hmm. I really do get it. I really, really do I've get seen it. Some great and ones I too. Say, I'll say for the people who like go regularly around the circuits, yeah, you know who they are. You, you don't necessarily need to get their opportunity or their signature, their, you know, this time around. You can do it at another con. But some of these guys, man, I, you know, I don't know if they're going to be doing this that regularly or come into like Europe often. They're not going to be coming to London often. They might stay just stateside. Um, yeah. But I was saying to Matty Boy before recording, this this lineup is really impressive. I'm I'm I'm, I'm excited Amazing. to see like what they can do with like panels and stuff. I think there's going to be some really cool panels uh, in yeah. in in London. It's going to be great. It's gonna, yeah, but that's it. It's that's this great. week's game, mate. That's this week's yes. game, and therefore this week's show. What are we on? Episode one nine four four. What? Yes, mate. What? By the time celebration comes round. We may that may be in and around the two hundred mark when we get to around that point, which is mental yep. to think about. In fact, it probably yes. will be. Wow, or yes. just before anyway. Um, yes, <laughs> what a great, what a fun game, my friend. And it, it got, it got it, we meant we could reflect on those prices once more. 
and oh. um also heard me begging someone to pay 109 pound for me to meet ming and i went but uh yeah no for those who love it i love it i've seen some great photo ops out there and sometimes i do get a bit jealous when i see them because i'm like oh they look they look great i want to be yeah, taking yeah, yeah. my photo taken of people but episode 194 what a week i love that discussion i had a great time talking together to crew mate I, it's got me it's got me hyped for the show more yeah. hype than i already was so thank you mate yeah. for that and everyone for your contributions uh celebration i'm getting more pumped by the day mate but Cheeky. that is going to be that for this episode of star wars sessions e194 but the fun doesn't end there no one's ever really gone where can the world find us master blywalker they can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk search for us on social media and you'll find us to search star wars sessions twitter instagram facebook tiktok you know the places drop us an email to hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk uh it's worth mentioning we got a discord a discrod um drop us a dm <laughs> we'll send you the link to it it's like a big group chat it's great fun uh there's a lot of guys on there that have basically made like lifelong friendships it feels like just because they've joined the discord uh it's great um patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions for all the extra filthy content this i'm, I'm gonna reiterate this month's podcast was amazing it was great we were in person we were in in at the breakfast club in canary wharf you know they filmed andor like meters away from where yeah, we were it's yeah. great it's great it's really good um yeah <laughs> that's it yeah man oh it was a fearful one the pancakes weren't free certainly not but if you want to support our show for free you can do by leaving us a five-star rating or review on your podcast provider of choice which still includes spotify five stars helps the show grow it introduces new listeners and it's another way to hear from more of you each and every week yeah, and please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Ooh. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats, tell your Ewok, tell John Watts, tell your cousin. Uh, the more the merrier, their castle spicy. Tell me who's charging £15 a selfie at Star Wars Celebration. And this is the podcast you're looking I'm not, podcast you're looking for. So until next time from me, see ya, and from Luke cod past may the force be with you always luke luke lewd jaw oh yeah no it's no yeah yeah think about that Essex-based podcast heroes... I am Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Boba Fett.